One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, I'm Dave Berry. And I am fascinated by my next door neighbour. His name is Neil Srinivasan and he is a leading cardiologist. Now, whether it's us going out to the cinema together to enjoy a film and me chatting constantly throughout the movie, annoying him a lot, I've always had more questions about his profession than I've had answers. And in The Doctor Next Door, I'll be asking Neil the burning questions that keep me up at night, dissecting medical myths under his watchful eye and doing my utmost to learn more about an industry that is quite literally a matter of life and death. But this podcast isn't just about me. No, I want you to be involved in these conversations too. Allow Neil to be your Doctor Next Door. So if you have any questions or stories, get them into us, doctor at nextdoorpod.com right now. Uh-oh, here comes medical-based trouble. Hello, Doctor. Hi, David. Good to see you again. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm well. I was slightly confused by a flyer that landed through our front door. It would have landed in your front door as well um, because there are planned road closures and not for, you know, uh, super fibre broadband, as usual, in the area. Uh, this is for uh, a street party. As we celebrate the jubilee, yeah, on our road. Exactly. Now I I'm don't want to say t- you, you are. Yeah. I was going to say I don't want to say too much. You, you're, you're excited, aren't you? You're yeah. the kind of guy who's excited about all the neighbours coming out onto the road. You're the kind of guy who likes children drawing chalk on the pavements. Yeah. You love all that. Little flags. You like all the flags. Bunting. Bunting. I've got my bunting ordered. Yeah. Now, this isn't about how we feel about the Queen. I mean, it's amazing what she's done for so long, you know, and uh, it's not about that. Just for me, it's just about the noise and the mess, <laughs> which isn't the spirit. But yes. as soon as I read it and I went through, bring your own cutlery. If you want to make a dish, bring it out. I thought, I'm very much the party pooper in yeah. this, but I know a next door neighbour who's going to have a twinkle in his eye. Yeah. And there's that twinkle. There it is. So you're looking forward to the Jubilee celebrations, the road closure. Absolutely. I saw the flower and I thought, oh, Oh, Killjoy next door is going to love this. But I may or may not be have been involved in some of the ideology behind this. You know, I may have said it reeks of you. How involved in this are you? Oh well, not heavily. You know what I'm like. I set the seeds. You see, so I went next door, and Katie was next door. I said, "Oh, Katie, you know, we got this jubilee coming. This would be a great time to get the street together, like the old days during COVID times. You know, when we were all out in the street talking, clapping, that sort of thing." So why don't we go to the street leader, who's Kathy? Yeah. And I said, you know, why don't we get Kathy oh, to you got Kathy sort involved. Out? Nice. Once you get Kathy involved, you're that's like a it. chess master. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so there we are. I can't wait for the celebrations. What are you cooking? Well, we're going to be cooking our own food and staying indoors. Um, <laughs> I've said to Evie that she can look out the window at the other children drawing on the pavement for yep. 10 minutes, yep. and then that's a lot. And eating cakes, <laughs> sitting there, exactly, yeah. on their benches, waving. 
Like the good old days. Yeah, wave at the other children right now. Let's close the curtains. <laughs> In each episode of The Doctor Next Door, I bring a burning question to Dr. Neil, a question I am desperate to find out the answer to. Now, Neil, the weather's improving. The summer months are very much here, and that brings lots of good things. But one of the bad things is hay fever. I suffer from it. I want to talk to you about it, because my burning question today, Doctor, is why do some people get hay fever and why is it so annoying? Yeah, great question. It's a tough time of year. I mean, I I look forward to it because, you know, you look out the window and all the trees are green and everything's beautiful. Somebody's mowing the, the lawn, those kind of things. And then I think, oh, I better get prepared for hay fever season. Don't you? I do. I mean, it's just I, I hate myself because it's so easily remedied. Mm. I, I don't know. I'll ask you about that. It seems to be so easily remedied. The, the, the pills you take are so small. Uh, and I, when I forget, it it can literally change my day. Yeah, it will. It's, it's. I get the running eyes. I get the nose. I get. I feel itchy. My eyes. I, just in contact lens use alone. Because if I get one in successfully, but yeah. I forgot to take my hay fever medicine, yeah. I can squander a thousand contact lenses in attempts trying to get them yeah. into my itchy eye. I think that's your day done once you get an itchy eye. I don't think you should put the contacts in. <laughs> Proper medical advice. Thank you for taking this seriously. Time for glasses, I think. For the itchy-eyed amongst us. Yeah. So, um, you know, well, let's go back to the burning question. Yeah. Why do some people so, get hay fever? So it's a it's a seasonal allergy, hay fever. It's called rhinoconjunctivitis. So rhino, nose, conjunctive, eyes. And it's just an inflammation, basically. It's an allergic reaction. So what happens in our bodies is that... You know, the trees, the grass, the pollen, all of those, they have things that trigger our immune system. So we make something called antibodies, the same antibodies that you make to fight COVID, to fight other infections. When they are exposed to things like pollen from trees or grass or whatever, we make these proteins in our body. And they sit in our immune cells. They sit there waiting for the season to come. When the season comes and then we have these immune cells all over the surface of our bodies, all on the outside, on the mucous membranes, particularly the nose and the eyes, and then we get exposed to this, um, we're inhaling all of these sort of things that the immune system thinks, actually, this is a bad thing, I need to go out and kill it. So the immune system goes haywire, goes astray and starts producing loads of these antibodies, bursts of these antibodies to try and attack the pollen. And so what that results is in swelling and you know, stuffiness that you get, the tears and things as part of the immune system. And it re- releases a chemical called histamine, causes lots of dilatation of the blood vessels. Oh, antihistamines. Kind of, hence antihistamine, absolutely. Ah, yeah. it makes sense. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's what causes all your itching, your sneezing, right. your runny nose, the stuffy eyes, all of those things. And long term, you can then get some chronic changes, you know, really permanent, you know, nasal stuffiness, blocked nose, etc. which is why it's so important, I think, if you're a hay fever sufferer, to be thinking, in my mind, I get hay fever, and I think, right, May is here, I'm going to start taking something. Oh, okay, you're and preemptive. I, and I'm, yeah, and I make sure if I go on holiday, whatever, all of these things, yeah. 
I either take antihistamines or something else. So you take antihistamine tablets, which you can buy over the counter. That's it. I'm getting and, the basic. And, and getting yeah. your basic anti- home brand. Yeah, home brand. It doesn't make yeah. any difference. You can take whatever you like. There are several different types of antihistamines, but you can take them and you should take them regularly because if you stop taking them, then your immune system's not dampened oh. and then it starts again. For me, what I find very helpful is actually I take a steroid nasal spray. So I found that there came to a point in my hay fever, and it may be with other sufferers as well, that it came to a point where the antihistamines weren't working anymore or not doing the same effect. And so what I do is I take this steroid nasal spray, and people get frightened by the idea of steroid and you know those kind of things. Well, nasal spray, it's not systemically absorbed. It's very local. And I just spray my nose every day, you know, uh, both nostrils before going to work or going out, whatever, once a day. And I make sure I do that in the hay fever season. So from about May till like September, I'll do that every day constantly. In fact, I go, I was talking to somebody at work yesterday and actually I go in the winter and shop for cheap nasal spray when it's out of season. <laughs> Stock up. Poor Julie in the house, she's got this cupboard full of nasal sprays ready for the summer. Um, but yeah. But world th- leading cardiologist do. and bargain hunter ladies and, bargain and gentlemen hunter. if exactly. only you were still on tinder neil <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and then uh, for the eyes there can be some certain eye drops they contain this thing called sodium chromoglycate um so you can sometimes i i remember going well, there's a there's a park not far from where we live called alexandra palace it's a huge park lots of grass there i remember coming back one day from there having forgotten to take my antihistamine type behavior and my eyes it felt like you know when you're blinking and you look at yourself blinking, it's like wrinkles in the whites of the eyes. It was so swollen. Wow. It was like so swollen. Um, so if I also keep, in case I get really bad, you know, grass allergy or something like that, I keep some, some of these eye drops because then you're getting local delivery of this chemical to the eyes as well as the systemic thing that you're taking, which is the tablet. And actually I don't take the tablets anymore. I just use a nasal spray. Right, I see. Because one of the, the worst things about hay fever is, and if you uh, indulge me, please, dear uh, subscribers, is, is this. Now, what that is, is me itching the roof of my own mouth with my own tongue. And that will come on as part of hay fever at about three o'clock in the morning. Mm. And then that's you up. Yeah. Because as soon as you, your brain starts realising you've got an itchy roof of mouth and you're... I don't I pointed out my own tongue. I suppose using Sarah Jane's tongue to, to scratch <laughs> the roof of my own mouth. Those days are gone. Um, but yeah, that's you up. You're, as yeah. l- you're alert. Hay yeah. fever's ruined your day. You're now tired and you've got itchy eyes. Exactly, exactly. So it's a real tough one. And the other thing to say is to wash the pollen off you. So oh. pollen's stuck to your clothes, pollen's stuck to your hair, pollen's stuck to your skin, all of those things. So showering, washing, those kind of things help, trying to get as much pollen off your body. It is now time once again for my medical training. We have three medical-based questions from Dr. Neil. We must do our best to answer as many as we possibly can correctly. Now, last week, I got one and a half out of three, and I fought hard for that half point. That's why this, I could have done like the lawyer next door. I would have been great at that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I put forward a really strong case and I won through. Um, but this is the doctor next door. So as I say, they are medical based. Dr. Neil, the floor is yours. David, your first question is. On average, how many times a day does the human heart beat? Is it A, 50,000, B, 80,000 or C, 100,000. I can see him counting his pulse here to try and cheat. Trying, using a trying, calculator. How, how can I cheat he, by counting he, my own he, pulse? He was one of those with the secret calculator <laughs> in school in the maths exam. Is it The one that gave you the answers. <laughs> is it a day? 
In a day, yeah. In a day. Give me the answers again. So, on average, how many times a day does the human heart beat? Yeah. A, 50,000. B, 80,000. C, 100,000. Okay, Neil, sorry, I'm going to count them. So, if you could just talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> okay. Uh, next next question. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's a really d- difficult start. Tricky one, week, right? Neil. Yeah. Okay. Question two. There are several types of blood vessels in the body. Can you arrange these vessels in order of size from small to large? So I'm going to give you three types of blood vessels, okay? And your job is to arrange them from small to large. Okay. Okay. So A is veins, Mm -hmm. B is arteries, and C is capillaries. And so you have those three answers, A, B or C, and you need to arrange them in order from small to large for me. Okay. Uh, Tough one. Okay. All right. And question three, your favourite bit, true or false, the liver is the largest organ in the human body. True or false? The liver is the largest Tough ones. I should know that one. I, sh- I feel I should know that one. Um, okay, so they are our three questions for this week's very tricky, may I say, medical training. Stick around because we've got the answers coming after this. And it is news of another podcast from the producers of The Doctor Next Door. I think you're going to like. Ever yearned for the perfect pub to reveal itself from some unexpected alley? Well, The Moon Underwater is the podcast for you. Join me, John Robbins, and the lovely Robin Allender Hi. as we help a special guest create their dream pub. From the drinks behind the bar to the music on the jukebox, The Moon Underwater is whatever you want it to be. So, if you would like to join us in Desire's beating heart, search The Moon Underwater. Or maybe The Moon Underwater will search for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome back to Doctor Next Door. Before the break, Dr. Neil asked me, nay, all of us, three questions to test our medical knowledge. It's time to find out how well we did. Okay, Neil, go ahead. So it was a tough one this week. Um, I hope you're still counting your pulse. (laughs) (laughs) Get your calculator away. (laughs) So our first question was, on average, how many times a day does the human heart beat? Was it A, 
50,000, B, 80,000, or C, 100,000? I've gone for B. Close, but no cigar. The answer is C, 100,000 a day, on average. So it's over once... Over once a second. Yeah, we have about 100,000 heartbeats a day, which is about right. I see a lot of tape monitors on people and it's about 100,000 beats a day. Mm. So the average heart rate is between 60 and 100 times a minute. Uh, obviously yeah, and between that would be eighty, would be 80,000. Yeah, somewhere Between around. 60, so that means I'm right. No, no. Do, get your calculator out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to argue. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> I got it wrong. So carry on. So the, between 60,000 and 100,000 a day. Well, no, you get 60 to 100 beats per minute. Oh, I see. Okay, I'll take it back. Yeah. Apologies. And then there are many minutes in a day. Pick your battles, David. Exactly. Pick your battles. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously when you exercise, you know, your heart rate goes up. Um, and on average, as you say, the average person's resting heart rate is about you know, 70 to 80 beats a minute, 75 beats a minute, roughly. Okay. So if you if you do that, that means, let's say your average heartbeat is about 75 beats a minute, 76 beats a minute, and your heart will beat at least uh, 4,560 times in an hour. You're doing this in your calculator. I can see it. There you go. Yeah, it's like times 24. School math. So it's about, you know, 110,000 beats a day, roughly, 109,000 to be quite accurate. Okay. Well, I hope you got that right where you are. Sadly, I definitely miss out on that one. Fair exactly. and square. <laughs> All right, question two. There are several types of blood vessel in the body and your task was to arrange these blood vessels in size from small to large. So you had A for veins, B for arteries and C for capillaries. I think the smallest is C. Good. Is that correct? Correct. Cap- capillaries? Capillaries, yeah. Capillaries is the sm- are the smallest. Mm-hmm. Uh I've gone for arteries in the middle and veins as the largest. No, arteries are the biggest. So veins, it goes capillaries, veins, and then arteries. Yeah. In yeah, size. Of course it does. So the arteries are the big things. They carry the blood yeah, I know away that, from the heart, it, yeah. around the whole body. Got it. Big oh. trunks. And the veins are the smallish, smaller ones that carry the blood back to the heart. Half a point. <laughs> We nearly had our first swear on the podcast then. <laughs> Parental advisory was almost needed on this. Let's move on, shall All we? Right. Third and final one. Okay. This is a tough one. True or false? The liver is the largest organ in the human body. True. False. He's got it. Yes. Wow. What was your logic to that? None at all. 50-50. Okay. Just shouting false with enough confidence. Maybe I'll scrape a point out of this godforsaken quiz. <laughs> You're doing well. Good stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, this is a real trick question, thanks to the producers. Um, the, the human body's largest organ, actually, is your skin. Oh. You wouldn't think of the skin as an organ, wouldn't you? You'd be thinking about the brain, yeah. the heart, the kidneys, yes. those kind of things. But actually, it's the skin. It covers your whole body, makes up 16% of your overall body mass. And so your skin has this important function, as we talked about, hay fever and things, protecting your body from all of these environmental stresses, germs, pollution, radiation, the sun. It regulates your temperature. It's important in, in sensing uh, things and also stores fat, stores vitamin D, stores water for you. So it's your largest organ in your body. I did know that. In fact, for a while, that was my pub ammunition. That's, I'm, that's right. I'm fascinated to go for a beer with. Um, anyway, so I got one out of three on my medical training this week. I sincerely hope you did better where you are. Mm-hmm. 
So, as regular subscribers will know, The Doctor Next Door isn't just about myself and Neil. We love it when you get in touch and share your questions and stories. You can do anytime you like, doctor at nextdoorpod.com, or you can find us on the socials at docnextdoorpod. So let's hear this week's correspondence. And this week, we have an email from Sarah in Manchester, and it reads, Hello, Dave and Dr. Neil. We are soon approaching the Queen's Jubilee celebrations, and it's made me curious to know if the Queen has her own specific doctor. Does the Queen and the royal family in general have their own GP and special hospital? Best, Sarah. Well, as always, uh, thank you very much indeed for getting in touch, Sarah. Lovely to hear from you, as it is all our subscribers. And Neil, that's an interesting question, you know, and what a timely uh, time to ask it. So does the Queen have her own specialist doctor? Absolutely. So the Queen has her own private physician who she consults and... uh, at the moment, that's somebody called Sir Hugh Thomas, and that's the Queen's physician. He's a consultant at St Mary's Hospital in London and a professor of gastroenterology and uh, genetics at Imperial College uh, London. Do you know him? Do you know? No, I, I just thought I'd ask because no. I thought you all knew each other. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, in some ways, it's kind of like head of the household. He has a sort of rural role and there's always been a rural physician throughout the ages. Beyond that, obviously, individual people may not specialise in specific bits of the Queen's care. She may have other needs, you know, cardiology, etc. So there are often specific named people who are like the cardiologist for the Queen or the lung physician for the Queen or the kidney doctor for the Queen, those kind of things. There's also quite a complex network because the Queen is, you know, as we've talked about before, she's served the nation for such a long time. But she also works really hard. I mean, she's 95 and she's still working. Travels around the country until not very long ago and and does lots of things. And so there's also a network, I think, around the country where there are certain assigned people who are physicians to the Queen or surgeons to the Queen, for instance, if she is travelling, for instance, in Yorkshire or other places. So there is this network of things like that and also a network of hospitals that she would potentially use if she was in other places. Sarah rightly mentions, you know, is there a specific hospital that the Queen uses? So the Queen will often go to King Edward the Seventh Hospital in London. It's a private facility, and I think a lot of you know royals have used that before. But if the Queen was travelling, you know, Sandringham, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, there's a network of places, and it's all planned out for her health. How do you get? I'm not going to call it a gig. <laughs> how 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 do you land that role? Is there is there like the Q factor? Do you have to audition for that? Uh, is it something that could you become cardiologist to the Queen? Because what I would love, and this is, if this podcast was by royal appointment, it could really help the amount of subscribers we've got. So Absolutely. Think think about us, Neil. Yeah. Don't just think about yourself and your own career. Don't be so selfish. Think about us and this podcast. Um, no, but do you have to? Are you? I imagine, as you say, there's always been a physician to the Queen, mm-hmm. and I imagine hundreds of years ago that was probably the best doctor in England yeah. was probably just plucked and yeah. told you're moving to London that's yeah. now your role yeah and, and they were it often... was a great honor for them to to take on that role i suppose Absolutely. but now it would be would be different to that yeah i mean i'm sure her majesty is a keen listener to this podcast as is sir hugh mom thank you so much and you know i'd be delighted to be your physician if you invited me up You've just honored. cheapened the whole thing. You've cheapened it. <laughs> Let her come to you. <laughs> but Don't I, give it all away. Exactly. Let her have... people contact your people. Exactly. Have I taught you nothing? <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. You have to be selected. And sadly, right. I haven't had the call yet. My okay. phone's on. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it comes to down to a few things. I mean, these people are highly esteemed physicians. They're leaders in their field. They're, you know, years of experience. And I think it comes down to reputation along with that and, and some degree of connections and, and being known. Um, but, you know, they obviously select, you know, the best of the best um, for the royal family. And, and that's part of a process that's you know, done with probably Sir Hugh and the royal court. Sarah, thank you very much indeed for getting in touch with the podcast. We really do appreciate it. And as I say, you can get in touch anytime you like with your questions or share your stories with us. It's the same place. It's doctoratnextdoorpod.com. And that's it for this episode of Doctor Next Door. As ever, thank you to my regular co-host and next door neighbour, Dr Neil Srinivasan. We'll be back again next Wednesday when Dr Neil will again be guiding us through the medical world. I'll have another burning question and we'll be answering more of your questions too. Please rate, review and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Neil, you've twisted my arm. I'm quite looking forward to the street party. I've got to prepare my outfit. So get out of my house. <laughs> 